Welcome to the Ignition Point. This is Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we strive to help students learn to problem solve, critically think, collaborate, and use our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today, we are continuing our conversation about relationships, and I've got a special guest with us today. Her name is Katie Murren, and she teaches in our first and second grade looping class that we've mentioned on some other podcasts. And so welcome today, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I'm just going to jump right into some questions here. So we've been talking about um, relationships and how relationship building looks very different in a school that is a pre-K through 12th grade school. And so we've talked about it at the lower school level. It really matters whether that student has a good relationship with the teacher. You know, they want that. They want to know that the teacher likes them. They want to know that the teacher cares about them, values them. Mm -hmm. And then as they progress here at school into middle school and into high school, we start to see that relationship with teacher and student, not that it's not important, but it's more of the relationship of student to student and student to community that starts to really take on more importance as they as they progress. And so when we think about first and second grade, we're kind of in that idea of, of students and, and understanding their teacher likes them. And not that you're not also teaching students how to interact with other students. There's always that dynamic of learning how to interact with each other too. Um, but we are looking at the importance of relationships and how relationships are really that foundational point that allows the brain to be ready to learn. And so what are some things that you do in your classroom that really help build relationships uh, either with your students and yourself or relationships in between uh, their peers? All right. Well, Kendall, you're absolutely right that relationships look very different in the earlier ages than they do in even fourth and fifth grade. So in first and second grade, my experience is that relationships are wanted. Um, and that's a huge benefit to us as teachers. They're wanted by families and they're wanted by students. And um, for me, um, the, my relationship building starts at when the students walk into the door. So I try to greet, greet each student with a smile. Um, I ask that they give me eye contact, also say good morning to me, um, to build some of those relational skills that not all kids have. Um, and they also have the option to give me a fist bump, a high five, or a hug. Um, I follow that up with asking them each day, how's your morning? And at the beginning of the year, you know, or at the beginning of first grade at least, it's funny, I'll get the very generic, I'm good, I'm tired. Um, but at the, as the year goes on, and especially in second grade, it's really sweet because they start letting me in in that moment of, mm-hmm. well, I got in a fight with my mom on the car ride here. And that tells me, <laughs> okay we might be a little anxious this morning or we might be sad this morning. And that does so much for me as a teacher because then I know how to support them. So relationships start for me at the very beginning of the day. And, you know, I would say that that first 30 seconds with my student each day is one of the most important parts of the entire day because it allows me to know how to support them and love them um, moving forward. You know, that's, it's interesting as, as we've talked more about relationships, one of the things that we find, even down into preschool, which you were hitting on here, is helping kids understand their value mm-hmm. and helping them understand that, that what they have to say has value. And so that mm-hmm. question in the morning, as you were saying, that how are, how's your morning, and hearing them go from that standard response, maybe like the, is this adult really care how my morning's gone, to... <laughs> being willing as, as you build that relationship to take those risks and say like, well, you know, I've had a bad morning or 
you know, I, I couldn't find my shoe whenever I was trying to get ready. I, I know that happens in my house. You know, it's like we're trying to get in the car and we can't find the matching shoe or or nobody knows where the, the coat was put whenever we walked in the house the day before. And so uh, for them to feel open enough to say that, um, that might panic some parents out there. Uh, to say, what, what is my kid saying when they walk in the door? Um, but it it's the push of building those relationships. And so I know that one of the things we also value is like that community circle time and Mm -hmm. and you know those kind of elements that we build into the classroom so what are some other ways that you're building relationships and and helping kids understand that they have value and that and that what they can bring to the class is really important especially for things maybe like what you would discuss in a community circle Mm -hmm. or how do you even set up maybe it's group work that everybody feels like that they have a voice in that group um, so that you don't have one kid that just likes to talk and, and kind of overpowers the the whole group that everybody feels like they're heard or feels like that they can put uh, something into this project that, that would reflect them. Absolutely. So, you know, I think one of the ways that as humans we feel most valued is when people share back with us. So one of those ways that you know, especially early on in first grade that I try to build those relationships to where other students feel valued and their voice feels valued is by sharing parts of my life with them. And so, you know, when they tell me about their morning, whether they ask or not, I usually share about my morning too. Like (laughs) I slept through my alarm or, you know, I didn't get to eat breakfast. I felt rushed this morning. Um, And allowing them to have pieces of, you know, my story and my day, um, it, you know, it makes that relationship two-sided. So that hopefully um, that, you know, that builds empathy and that builds a partnership that at least between that student and I, that hopefully they can then transition and create that empathy and that partnership with other students in the classroom. And we do that through things um, like community circle. Um, Community circle is where we come together every morning and we know, you know, we go through the agenda, we go through the procedures and kind of expectations of the day, and then we will ask um, a community circle question. Sometimes it has to do with things we're learning about, um, and then sometimes it has to do with would they rather have a cat or a dog you know just hearing other people's opinions learning to respect other people's opinions um, but also learning to say what you believe in Um, with silly things like cats and dogs and when they learn those skills then they can transfer that into collaboration on projects and learn how to respect each other's voices and also have the courage and um, to share their own opinion while they're collaborating yeah so it's all interconnected through that one-on-one time that hopefully gives them the opportunity and the courage and some of the skills to do it in a group, which then allows them to learn how to co- collaborate in projects together. You know, and, and it's one of those things that we come back to when we're talking about relationships because one of the unique things at Clayton Bradley is that we task our teachers with creating the curriculum. You know, we don't mm-hmm. hand anybody a, a stock curriculum and say just teach this because mm-hmm. you as a teacher you're, you're trained as a professional in the room and so you have that ability to look at standards create curriculum but something that that is unique for us is that whenever we're creating that curriculum we're also tasking you guys with building relationship and 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 showing mm-hmm. it in the curriculum of like well these are the points that that we're doing that that build curriculum i know we we've had teachers talk about you know how they for the first couple weeks of school, you know, they're not even doing a lot of content at that point. They're doing relationship building. And mm-hmm. then as the relationships are built, they're getting into content. Um, 
later on down the road. And, and if you have good relationships, it helps you with content. Mm-hmm. Similar to what you were saying, it gives them that value to when in a group and they're collaborating, they feel like they have a voice. They feel like what they, they say matters. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other ways that when you're building projects or when you're building um, real-world experiences, being their experiences, looking for guest speakers, how are you also considering that while considering this idea of relationship building, lifelong guidelines, life skills, those sort of things? You know, at CBA, we do a lot of projects. You know, in first and second grade, we work really hard to make all of our learning project-based. And with having strong relationships, you know, you get to know your students' interests, their strengths, their weaknesses, and you can incorporate those within a project that makes student engagement uh, skyrocket, you know, when you get to add some of those student interests into it. Um, And then also you get to provide, you know, more choices when you get to, when you know your students and what they can handle, what they can't handle. And you get to challenge your students more because you have that relationship, you know better where they're at and what, um, what, methods of learning are more challenging for them than others and the impact that relationships really have on the learning is that students feel comfortable failing and so I get to design curriculum that's challenging that I know my students are going to probably struggle with for a second but I I know that they're going to be okay on the end that they're going to be able to work through it because their brain's not shut down because they're so nervous or anxious so when I design curriculum, I get to do it, you know, in more creative ways and more challenging ways, knowing that my students have the relationship and the skills needed to work through it and not just shut down. You know, that's a really important um, piece of our, our model is that willingness to take risks so that you can learn. And we know that learning takes place whenever we fail, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're doing something and we get it right the first time, well, that's great that we got it right, but did we really learn anything if we got it right the first time? Right. We probably didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it t- it takes that doing it and, and failing or doing that and then going back and editing and saying, oh, I see where, yeah, that is a complete sentence, but I could make that a better sentence mm-hmm. if I include this kind of verb as opposed to the verb that I used. Um, and so that's, that's a really cool part of building that curriculum and designing that curriculum is you know where your students are and saying, yeah, this is going to push some of them and there's going to be a little bit of failure through this, but the support system is there. And if the kid mm-hmm. feels valued enough in that relationship, they're also going to be able to voice for themselves to say like, hey, I, I need some help here or I don't know what to do, even at that first and second grade mm-hmm. level, which I think some people might go, do they really know how to ask for help or do they really know how to like what their limits are? But I, I think you would I think you would agree that they do know where their limits are. They do know yes. when to ask for help. Yes. Um, what are some ways that you guys work with relationship building? We know that that importance is on relationship between you know the the student and the teacher and and the student feeling value and that sort of thing. But students are still in conflict at times with other students, and you know you still have those times that that you've got to be able to sit down and talk it out or, or go on a walk and talk it out or, or whatever may be the case. So mm-hmm. when you're dealing with how students are building relationships with their peers in that first and second grade group, um, that can be a little challenging, especially um, if they come from a family maybe of only one child, you know, that that can be a difference if they maybe they've never had to really interact with other uh, mm-hmm. kids their own age. And so 
there's a different dynamic then in that. And then kids that have maybe interacted with siblings, you know, they have to be taught appropriate ways to interact <laughs> when it's not your sibling, right? And so uh, what are some things you guys do in building relationships that help work through conflict, but help them realize there's other people in the room that, that also deserve my respect, attention, value, so on and so forth? Yes, so in first and second grade, students are absolutely learning how to disagree with others and do it in a kind way. And we talk a lot about speaking with kindness and asking, um, you know, our friend to, can you say that again in a kind way so that I can respond in a way that's empathetic? Um, and so we, so Jenna Jackson actually is the one who taught me this, but we do need a need conversations. So if a student is having a conflict with another student, we'll ask them to sit down and crisscross applesauce and put their knees together. Because, I mean, even as adults, when we're in conflict with somebody, you don't want to make eye contact. <laughs> you want to stare at the wall and talk to them that direction. So sitting knee to knee helps students actually to look at one another and at least have their bodies pointed to one another. Um, and then we just ask them to talk and share. You know, I, I ask them to share I statements. Um, and so I will say, you know, for example, I felt really hurt when you took my pencil I wish you would not do that again. Instead of using the you statements, like you stole my pencil, or, you hurt me when you did, did this. And so it takes the blame almost off the other one. Um, and it's more of a welcoming conversation when it's an I statement instead of a you statement. Um, we also talk so, so much about lifelong guidelines and life skills that by the end of second grade, at least, they are able to say, I didn't feel like you were showing me friendship or I would like to collaborate on this, but I don't know how to do it without you getting angry. And so students start using that vocabulary and really understand it and they understand when it's not being used. Um, so they're able to have that common language amongst each other that they are able to understand and express their feelings, which is a whole skill that first and second graders have to learn or kids have to learn. They don't come with those skills. And so, we, um, so we'll do that for like one-on-one -on -one conflict. We will have Miss Hedrick come in and she'll do lunch bunches with the girls or the guys um, to talk about, you know, more social emotional specific um, topics. We'll have these things called town hall meetings. They're like community circles, but they're to address a specific problem that's going on in the classroom that involves everybody. Um, you know, whether that's like a lack of initiative, we'll have a town hall meeting on how can we use more initiative in the classroom to help one another out. We also have Bobcat Buddies, and that is a great way for our younger students to learn some of those more mature relational um, aspects and skills. Um, our Bobcat Buddies in first and second grade are in fourth grade, and yes, that's only two years older um, than our second graders, but those fourth graders have have learned some really great communication skills even or you know in first and second grade it's easy to get your feelings hurt if you're not um, with the majority of the group and in fourth grade a lot of those students have kind of figured out hey it's okay i want to go do something else and so it's fun in bobcat buddies to hear the older students encourage the younger ones to view the situation with a different perspective um, and I, that's been really sweet to see how much they grow from second to fourth grade in relationships. And I think it's because 
teachers here really take the time to have needed need conversations or have town hall meetings and to use that, that language with the life skills and lifelong guidelines. When they all use the same language, they're able to better describe how they're feeling and yeah. they're able to listen better, Yeah, I think. I think common language is a really important um, in this kind of setting because mm-hmm. when you put grades of kids, uh, students together in different grades, there is still that common language. So mm-hmm. you're, you're preparing them for those next grades by teaching them that common language of life skills, lifelong guidelines, and, mm-hmm. and working with that so that as they progress on. We haven't talked a ton about Bobcat Buddies uh, at this point in the podcast. We could probably spend a whole podcast just on <laughs> Bobcat Buddies and, and mm-hmm. what, that, what that is. Explain a little bit more. I know you said they're with their fourth grade Bobcat Buddy. What exactly is the Bobcat Buddy program? What What are some things that you accomplish with that Bobcat Buddy program? All right, so Bobcat Buddies is where an older, older student is paired up with a younger student, and that older student is a mentor to the younger student. And so in the lower school, that mentoring role starts in third grade which sounds really young to be a mentor but what's really cool is those third graders as eight and nine year olds are learning leadership skills so they're not waiting till middle school or high schoolers to become leaders they're asked to be leaders in third grade which is super cool Um, and so the each week we meet up with our older bobcat buddies and you know the teachers have planned activities um, for the groups to do together and that can look um, like things in the classroom working on projects together that could be going and using initiative around campus to clean up trash but it's just another way to connect our school community together um, and to make us feel more like a family instead of separate classes I love when my students say that they're just not a second grader at CBA but they're that they're part of the CBA family and I really think like Bobcat Buddies and Family Gathering, um, which is another topic I'm sure you'll talk about at some point, sorry, um, are ways that they that makes them feel like a CBA family member. Absolutely. And, and it's a huge part of our model, too, of, of helping students really feel like they're a part of something bigger mm-hmm. than themselves or bigger than their grade level. Right. Um, because it truly is that family dynamic of, of everything that we do. And we will have to talk about family gathering mm-hmm. on another day. Um, to finish up here, I want to throw a question at you that I haven't given you ahead of time. Okay. Uh, and it's, if you weren't teaching, what would you be doing? Oh, man. What a curveball. If I wasn't teaching, what would I be doing? You know, it's funny that this podcast is on relationships because I think if I was not teaching, I would want to be in counseling. I love to sit down and have those need to need conversations. It's hands down one of my top favorite parts about being a teacher. Um, and I didn't mention this earlier, but it's huge in who we are at CBA. But when we have, when we're working through conflict resolution, we ask the student who has harmed the other student, you know, whether that's with their words or with their bodies sometimes during soccer, you know, whatever it is, to take ownership of their mistake, but then also figure out a way to make it up to that person. I use um, the metaphor of a Lego house in my classroom. And when you've harmed somebody or you have hurt somebody's feelings, given a put down, it's like you've taken a piece of a Lego off your house. So your foundation's weaker. But when you give put ups or when you help somebody out, you add a Lego. So that foundation is even stronger. And we talk about how, you know, when you hurt somebody and that foundation's weak, it's going to stay weak until you do something to make it right. Until you show that person um, that you want to be their friend. 
And so you have to make a way to make your house stronger again. I know that's a silly example, but I have kids that will come up to me and be like, I feel like I feel like my Lego house is weak with that friend. And I said, okay, well, let's build it. Um, how can you add a wow. block? Um, and so it's little things like that at this young of an age that's really going to make a difference in, you know, at least our CBA community, hopefully our, just our society in general, that they know that when they harm or they make a Lego house weaker, they have to find a way to make it stronger or it's going to stay weak. And no one wants that. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think back to some of the things that we've talked about of, of making sure that they know how to, to show empathy. Mm-hmm. And um, you talked about teaching kids to speak with kindness. Mm-hmm. And then this last discussion, which wasn't supposed to be that deep of an answer, uh, but that, uh, you know, making that foundation weak. Uh, and as a teacher, realizing the importance you have in, in helping them build those relationship skills now, even when we're talking about first and second grade students mm-hmm. and, and what they're needing to learn right now, that, as you said, will affect the whole society, hopefully one day. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming in and, and sitting down. Um, this is the Ignition Point. It's the podcast for Clayton Bradley Academy, where every day we strive to help students learn to problem solve, critically think, collaborate, and use our life skills and lifelong guidelines. If you would like to find out more information about the school, you can find us on the website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org. You can schedule a tour. You can come see us. We'd love to have you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.